Hello, everyone. It is the 11th of February. We have made it nearly halfway through the month of February in 2021. It is a few days before Valentine's Day. Are you going to get your loved one anything? I hope so. But hey, this is Manchester's Burning for Thursday, the 11th of February, 2021. We're coming at you from the ATL, from Atlanta, Georgia, USA. This is your Arsenal Women's Weekly Feature. We had a feature that was extremely numbers and stats heavy and probably bored all of you to death when you watched it. So we're going to make it much more interesting this time. Okay, so who I brought on today, I brought on a special contributor to Manchester's Burning. His name is Josh Bunting. He is the Arsenal women's writer for the Islington Gazette. Uh, and I believe that is based in London. He will correct me if I'm wrong. Josh, welcome to the program. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us to talk about Arsenal women. Hi, and well, thanks for inviting me on the program. I feel a bit privileged to be here. Uh, well, that's, I'm, I'm, I, well, I'm flattered, sir. I'm flattered, <laughs> my, my friend. All right, perfect. So Arsenal uh, had the London Derby yesterday against Chelsea, and it ended up not going as planned, I don't think. It ended up being a 3-0 Chelsea win uh, at their home pitch uh, last night. So first of all, Josh, from a fan standpoint, how are Arsenal fans feeling about that, about that match, the result? Uh, how are fans feeling about it? Yeah, well, obviously disappointed. Um, mm -hmm. you, you obviously, uh, you don't play to lose football matches and um, London Derby as well. Obviously, it's, it's, it's a Derby game and and you want bragging rights, you want to win the game, absolutely. Um, on the game, to be fair, there was there was points in the game where Arsenal fans can be quite happy. Um, the first half especially, it was, they created some chances, had probably the best chance actually in the first half. Uh, Vivian Miedema had a, had a strike saved by Anne-Katrine Berger, and then at the end of the half, um, Lisa Evans hit one over the crossbar, but um. Yeah, it's it's disappointing to lose, and sort of in the way that they lost it as well. You know, I mean, first half was good. Second half was where it started to all go wrong. Um, Chelsea scored early in the second half with Pernilla Harder, and unfortunately, it was sort of at that moment, even at one 0 at Arsenal. I think even the most optimistic of Arsenal fan would have said, "Yeah, we probably won't get anything tonight because." Those big games against Chelsea, against Manchester City, obviously Man Manchester United beat them this season as well. They haven't been up to standard in those games. And I think when the first goal went in last night, you could see it on the pitch as well. I think a few players' heads went down and they were rocked a little bit. Um, so, yeah, obviously one a disappointment. Um, but Chelsea are, are a top, top side. And again... Going into that game, it was always going to be a hard battle to, to go and win. And yeah, obviously frustrate, frustrated, but it's the way it is. And, and Arsenal have to have to bounce back now on, on Sunday against Aston Villa. That's the focus. You can't let it, you can't have that game dwell in their mind anymore. It's all about the next one. But yeah, there's certainly a, a massive element of disappointment today. I think that. And to drill down a little bit further into 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 some nuances of the match, uh, you know, Josh. So, to me, in my in my eye, 
and maybe I, my eyes are just like not good <laughs> sometimes, but it seemed to me that, that, you know, even in the first half, it seemed like the Gunners, you know, really kind of struggled in the first half to really find any, find much momentum to find some level of, uh, of just being able to kind of get into gear. Aside from the chances that you mentioned, it, it appeared like the first 30 minutes Really, Chelsea just kind of dominated on the front foot from the beginning. They used a very high line on the defense, really tried to push, um, you know, Arsenal's ability to be able to play out from the back, you know, really pressured those defenders getting the ball. They, they seemed to kind of struggle at times, and it was really hard for Arsenal to really get in the gear. That's kind of Chelsea's strategy, is it not, uh, to kind of go in the front foot early, try to hit, the, hit them on, hit them, hit whoever they're playing early to get that goal ahead and and yes Arsenal did weather that storm but it, it seemed to me that Arsenal had a struggle in the first half really to get any time of chemistry going any momentum what do you think yeah look Chelsea's high press was was massive and like you say it's it's how they play um I mean they won a corner inside the first 15 seconds uh Sam mm-hmm. Kerr had a shot and Leah Williamson came across, across to make the block but in my in my own opinion there was still in that first half, there was obviously, like you say, they did ride the early storm and, and, and Lydia Williams made a great save from Fran Kirby as well. It looked like mm-hmm. it was going in, but she got down so well and tipped it wide for a corner. But there was elements in the first half which were, in my view, quite positive from Arsenal. They, they, they grew into it a little bit. It was a strange mm-hmm. game in general because there was there's elements in that game where you think Arsenal... I wouldn't say look comfortable, but they were okay on the ball and they were passing it okay. And uh, but then Chelsea's high press it certainly caused them problems defensively. Um, and that was a that was a big thing. That was the, the big factor in the game. It was just that high intensity, and that was mm-hmm. it was a great game to watch if you're a neutral because the intensity mm-hmm. was it was yes. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was it was such a, it was a great game of football. But there were certainly elements in that first half where I thought Arsenal were, were good. I thought Leo Valti was excellent in midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he was the captain last night, so she led by example. Um, and Arsenal, okay, probably didn't, didn't create so many chances, but they looked okay at times. You I mean, mm-hmm. in possession, and they frustrated Chelsea. Um, but then, like I say, Second half when Chelsea conceded so or when Arsenal conceded so early, they panicked. Um, mm. It seemed like they panicked and, and, and the confidence was rocked. Um, so that was for me the biggest factor in that game. Obviously that first goal, but yeah, it Chelsea... seems to me that I'm sorry, sir. Uh, uh, it seemed to me that that later in the uh, I think you're right. I think you know you you mentioned Arsenal kind of growing into the first half, and that that really um, that really does. Uh, kind of match up with what I saw is there were moments where they were kind of got into it and near the end of that first half where there was like, okay, things started opening up. They were able to like figure out how to break through and get into the midfield and, and get further down, uh, down the pitch um, and so forth. Um, but it, by the time they got to that final third, it, you know, it's pretty exceptional a couple of situations that kind of got stuffed out. But again, and that's where, you know, the subjective eye and objective eye kind of don't match up because on one hand, it's like, oh, well, it seemed like Chelsea got dominated most of the first half. It still was a 0-0 scoreline at the halftime. And so, technically, both sides are in the match. 
you know, you know, there's, I mean, in, in it's, you know, you always have matches from time to time where one team clearly dominates and then one team gets that goal, they're up one and nothing, and it's a whole different match. And I think that's why going into the second half, it was very important for Chelsea to not give up the first goal, to come right out and hit that first goal. And I think the second half, Josh, was more about Chelsea's quality than it was yeah. about Arsenal's failings on defense um, at the end. What do you think? No, I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, it was certainly about Chelsea's quality. Um, the first goal, okay, Arsenal make a mistake to give away possession. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and Pernilla Harder hits one from outside the box, but it's an incredible finish. So there's nothing you can do about those. Mm-hmm. The second goal was, for me, the most impressive goal mm-hmm. of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joanna Anderson does brilliantly. She interchanges with Fran Kirby, and Fran Kirby plays it across. And I mean, no goalkeeper in the world saves harder shot um, for the second goal. Um, and then obviously the third goal, Arsenal push forward, searching for a way back into the game and get caught in the counter attack. And Kirby one and one's never going to miss. Um, but yes, it, the quality did shine from from Chelsea in the in the second half, uh, definitely. Um, but Arsenal, I don't know. There, there was times in that first half where they were keeping possession quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the second half, they, they couldn't do that. Uh, they gave it away quite courteously at times, uh, which was frustrating. Um, and obviously, look, Chelsea completely nullified them in attacking sense. Um, but then again, all it takes is that little bit of that little bit of luck or. Beth Meads had a good chance in the second half. Mm-hmm. The shots deflected mm-hmm. off Millie Bright and it's gone through to Berger. And then at 2 0, the free kick, Beth Mead again. She lays it off. Katie McCabe mm-hmm. has a striking goal and Berger gets down to make a save. But this is a big, big thing with Chelsea. They're clinical. Okay, they mm-hmm. weren't against Brighton on Sunday, but there were 33 games unbeaten mm-hmm. going into the Brighton game on Sunday. So uh, obviously they lost to Brighton, but like, they, they say that the, when, when a team like Chelsea are on that run of form, they're going to be a dangerous team in the next game after defeat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was always going to be a really, really hard task. It was really, it was it was going to be a very, very hard mission to go there and win. Um, but yeah, Arsenal had moments, but like you say, and I completely agree with you, Chelsea just had that little bit too much quality on, on the night. And yeah, and, and to be honest, they did deserve the, they deserved the three points. The second harder goal to me was pretty much ended it uh, mentally. I, I, I think I, I mean because I, I you know at that point in my mind as a neutral I was like this match is over uh, right now uh, because that was such a beautiful play as you described. You know, harder hits it exactly where where you know it needed to go. It goes in the net, and you can tell as you mentioned earlier, you could tell that, you know about the body language. Of the, the the club at at that time, the body language on both sides. I mean, Chelsea thought they had won the match at that point. You can tell by their celebration, but I could also see how Arsenal's mental, the mental weight of like, oh my gosh, now we're down two nil, and you know, you could tell that that the you know air was getting let out of the out of the balloon for them. It seemed like, but. I, I, you know, I disagree a little bit in the sense, uh, disagree a little bit. I, I thought that 79th minute 
um, free kick that you mentioned was actually Arsenal's best chance. Uh, it, it, there was a deflection there, and but that would have been really critical because if they had, that ball had gotten in, then you had a whole nother game. I think you would have saw the Gunners and all be like, oh, we're in this now. We can at least maybe yeah. pull out a draw out of this and we can walk away and be like, all right, head held high. Um, but it, it just, it, it didn't, uh, you know, it seemed like, and that's what great teams do. Great teams have a tendency to be like, oh, okay, well, if you come close, we're going to push it up another gear. And I think, honestly, I think Arsenal was exhausted mentally by the yeah, 70, no. by the, by the 80th minute when that deflection didn't go in, it was saved. Um, and I think they just mentally at that point, they were so tired and physically they were tired and, and, um, I agree. Some... and especially, especially yeah. the game of that high intensity as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so when you're, ch- and they were chasing the ball for so long as well. So think physically, mentally tired as well. Um, so that's, it was always going to be like, it was always going to be a really hard task, mm-hmm. but yeah, they did look tired. I, I do agree with you. Um, and when the second game, the second goal came in again, I agree. It, it, it pretty much was game over. So I, so that left me kind of confused because to me, I was watching a club. I was watching this team and, and with a lot of very talented players, a very talented team. Uh, and they they seem physically tired, mentally tired. And the manager makes one substitution. Well, I, I'm, I was confused by that. Can you shed light yeah. on why only one sub was put in? Again, it's, it's about options on the bench. Um, mm, that, okay. In, okay. Injuries, have, injuries have played a, a key part in Arsenal season. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, they've got, again, Caitlin Ford, got it, she was injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so would she have made a difference? She's probably the best player this season, that's being honest. Um and she was out with a knee injury. Um, that just sustained at Manchester City on Saturday. Um, and again, options. There wasn't many attacking options on the bench last night to to go and get to go and get you back into the game on the bench last night. There was two goalkeepers. Um, there was Anna Patton, who's a young defender. Malin Gut, Malin Good, young centre midfielder. And again, probably more defensively based. Um, and then Jordan Nobbs and Jordan Nobbs was the one who came on to right. try to make an impact and she, she put a good cross in the box as well uh, caused a few problems with her with, with her running um, she's only back from injury that's why she didn't probably start mm, okay uh, so yeah just lack of options really on, on, on the bench so that would be why Joe Matamaro could only make the, the one sub to, to attempt to try to get back into the game I, I... I know that Nobbs was coming back from an injury, but I wonder if she had been put in maybe five to ten minutes sooner, would that net made it made it would have made more of a difference in the match. Yeah, possibly, but again, Chelsea's intensity and press, and mm-hmm. Arsenal were, were struggling to get possession. Right. So right. It was it was always it was always going to be tough, and mm-hmm. again, they've got. A big run coming up. So, if Jordan Nobbs comes on and maybe felt a slight tweak of that injury, well, then you're putting more more risk on it. So, no, I, I think it was the correct decision from Joe Montemurro. I really do. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Okay. I don't think that you could bring her on earlier. She's, she's back. She's only back from a, a quad injury, so it's mm-hmm. better, yeah. as they say, better being safe than sorry. 
And speaking of injuries, um, so I'm going to be like Varys of Game of Thrones. I'm going to talk about little birdies telling me stuff, okay, about 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 injuries and about Joe uh, Montemero uh, and so forth. So little birds have told me that that there had that yeah, it's fully known that there's been an injury, basically an injury crisis throughout the year with the squad. But then little birds have told me that that there's some blame being thrown around around that part of the reason why there have been injury issues has been around training tactics uh, and things like that. Have you heard those things? Are those things or is there any truth to that? No, well, there's been an internal investigation um, Mm -hmm. about about training. Um, And it, it has to be something to do with training loads and but they've they've tried like Joe Montemaro has tried basically everything in his power to 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 prevent that. But it's one of those things in football, you mm-hmm. know, it just happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's frustrating, but in, injuries are all part of the game, and uh, there there needs to be something around it for Arsenal. They need to do something, but it's bad luck as well. You know what I mean, Keith? It's it's, mm-hmm. it's not a good situation, but. For me, that there has to be something in training that that sort of that doesn't help as well. But I I really don't know. I I, I generally can't answer that question because I've absolutely no idea mm-hmm. just why. It's it's really really hard to put your finger on. Mm-hmm. And again, little birds um, telling me that the, I mean that there are players that are, are on the club, and, and maybe injuries aside, though, maybe part of it too um, is that there are players that are unhappy. There are players that I've heard that there are players that want to leave. Um, what info, if anything, do you have on that? Yeah, well, nothing really on that. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's there's contracts that are, are running out. It's in the public domain. Um, I think a lot. I think a lot of people know that, um, but Joe Montemar is confident that they're going to sign the contract. So, if he's confident, then I'm confident. Okay. Is Montemar on the hot seat? Yeah, I think. Well, it would be why? Why if they're going to let him go? Why would they let him go now? You know what I mean? Um, it's mm-hmm. the, the, the the season isn't finished yet. Um, and we'll see. There, there is obviously pressure. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Arsenal are a big club, and mm-hmm. you want to win. You want to win as many games as possible. Um, but look, we'll see at the end of the season what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of other issues this season, like injuries and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, and, and and he knows that himself. But no, nah, look, to be honest with you. I've got a lot of confidence in him, so I, I wouldn't say that he is really at this time. Okay, I mean he's been on he's been there for since 2017, uh, so he's been there a while. Uh, he he's got some history there. For those people that maybe didn't miss the first Arsenal feature that that I did um, a, a week ago, I wanted to let everyone know if you didn't know is that Arsenal women's team is the most uh, decorated. Uh, professional team in England. Uh, they have the most league titles. Actually, you name a competition in England, they 
have won most of them, uh, meaning they're or the most of them, maybe not all of them, but most of them, they have the most league titles, the most FA Cup titles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, however, since um, since there have been more resources put into different teams, Chelsea City, now United, things that the, the competition itself, the league has become more competitive, more balanced and so forth over the years. Um, and so that's been kind of a, a change, but Arsenal still, as Josh was saying, is still a massive club in the women's game uh, with a huge amount of heritage and pedigree. Um, and so, um, but there is pressure, I would imagine to, you know, like, okay, let's keep the, this cup run going. Let's keep, you know, getting trophies and silverware and so forth. But you're feeling confident that Montemero, you know, can do that. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely mm-hmm. no doubt about it. I mean, he delivered the league title as well. Um, mm-hmm. yep. It's just, it's and, and he said himself last night that he's made mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. It's mm-hmm. just about getting over the line in those big games. Um, and he knows that himself. Uh, you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. said that himself. And he, there's a solution there, but it's just about it's just about putting it in place. But yeah, I, I'm certainly I'm I am still confident that he is the right man for the job, no doubt about it. So here in the table right now, Arsenal is in fourth place. Uh, yeah. and there is some now distance between them and Manchester City and United and Manchester um, and Chelsea at this point. Those are the three there are three Champions League slots available this year. Is Arsenal not going to make the Champions League? Can they come back and grab third in this? Um, it's going to be like there's no. I'm not gonna. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, it, it is. It will be difficult. But Manchester United play Manchester City on Friday, so someone's going to draw points. Right. Um, Mm-hmm. And Arsenal have got two games at hand as well. So they've got obviously Aston Villa on, on Sunday. Um, and then they've got West Ham in a game in hand, which are two games that they really should be winning. Um, and then they've got Manchester Manchester United still to play, which could be which is which will be a huge game. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, look, they can still get the top three, absolutely no doubt about it. Um they can still do it. Um it will be tough, but yeah, look. I've got faith that that, that that they can still certainly do it, especially with the run of fixtures now. Um, from now until the end of the season, they don't have to play Chelsea or Man City anymore. Um, so they're gone. Um, and they've got winnable fixtures coming up. So, yeah, look, there's definitely a lot of belief and confidence that they can still get into the Champions League, 100%. So I'm going to put, and not that I've not already put you on the spot, <laughs> Already with some of the some of my questions, but I'm going to put you on one. There's one more on the spot kind of question. So, seventy percent plus of our audience is in the United States. All right, seventy five percent of the people that listen to this podcast are in the United States. So, if I were to ask you, Josh, if there are neutral women's English women's fans out there who are neutrals but are looking for a side to uh, get behind. What is it about Arsenal this side that should lead them to get behind them? I want you to sell um, Arsenal women to the audience. <laughs> That's what I want you to no, do. I love that question. That's a great question. Um, just to watch the style of play. Just if you want to watch good football, like really attractive football, 
mm-hmm. and, you, you know, passing and playing through the thirds, then yeah, Arsenal winner, Arsenal winner would be that team. Plus, they're the highest goal scorers in the WSL this season, um, mm-hmm. so they're entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. So you uh, and you'll certainly get a lot of enjoyment of watching their attacking style of play. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, look, they're they're a really really nice team to watch. Um, they play great great football. So yeah, that's for me. That's how. Uh, you would get behind the Arsenal women if you if you really want to watch good attack and attractive style of football. As I discussed in the in the show last week about uh, about the Gunners, that um, I talked about their prolific offense. I mean, they have the best um, the best offense in terms of scoring goals, creating chances, um, converting chances, things like that. I mean, uh, the their ability to convert uh, you know goal opportunities into actual goals is astounding. Uh, overall, um, they're the best in the league at that. Um, even with this most current result, um, they have the, uh, Vivian Miedema as the leading goal scorer. Um, and, but also they have several other players. Who are some other players that maybe other people may not know about or not name, like full name brand folks um, that people could look out for on the team? Um, well, Jill Ward, uh, she scored mm-hmm. a lot of goals this year in midfield. Mm-hmm. En- energetic as well. Uh, very, very confident and good on the ball. Uh, Beth Mead as well, England International. Leah Williamson, Jordan Nobbs, also England Internationals. Um, and you've got Caitlin Ford, who for me is probably the best player this season for Arsenal. Arguably mm-hmm. that is, but she's very, very, she's been very, very good. Um, she only played twice last season because of the coronavirus pandemic. Obviously, she she signed in January, and then the coronavirus pandemic ended the season, so she only had those two games. But this season, this is her first full season, and well, she's been absolutely outstanding. Um, scores goals, gets assists. Yeah, so so Caitlin Ford as well, Danielle Van der Donk. The team is a world class squad, and there's no doubt about that. We've got so many good players. Um, big fan of Leah Williamson. Uh, mm-hmm. She's only young. Mm-hmm. 23 and she's a leader um, for me she will be future captain one day um, she was Arsenal since she was a child um, and she's, she's growing up and she's living her dream she's playing for the club that she's always supported um, but she's not only a defender she, she can play anywhere she can play in midfield as well um, she's very creative as well so big 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 player and, and a fantastic player to watch but there's so many, Lisa Evans and Katie McCabe. Uh, the fullback, two very underrated players, in my opinion. Um, I really like watching those two. The team's stacked with quality. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, that would be another reason to watch them. There is generally so much quality in the squad. Great, great. Josh, thank you so much for, for joining me today. Thank you for joining the podcast, videocast today. Uh, I hope to have you on very, very soon to continue to talk about this team. Uh, you've done a beautiful job, man. You've done a beautiful job. <laughs> I'm glad that people in the U.S. can actually uh, hear you talk about uh, talk about with the uh, with objectivity and passion about your club and that's exactly what we're looking for that's exactly what we want to hear on this particular podcast video cast so thank you so much josh thank you so much for yeah being thank here. you i really appreciate it thank you very much so everyone out there manchester this is the end of your of your arsenal women's feature for this week now coming up 
looking ahead, everyone, we got the Manchester Derby's coming up on coming up tomorrow. Now we did the special yesterday. Catch that if you want to go back. It's on all podcast platforms on YouTube, just like this pro, this particular show will be as well. Coming up, we got we're going to talk to on Sunday. We're looking to uh, do the Chelsea feature on Sunday to get Chelsea's reaction, the Chelsea's reaction to the London Derby. Then we're going to come back with. Uh, we're going to come back with Emma and we're going to come back with Mark, uh, hopefully at the beginning of next week to discuss uh, how the Manchester Derby ended up for them because they were both incredibly confident. And, you know, they made me rip my sheet of statistics they said didn't mean anything because it was a Derby. And of course, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> they're right. It's a Derby. So I ripped up my paper. Uh, so look forward to that coming up I'm, I'm so happy about that uh, our contest everyone our contest everyone and to rename this podcast rename this video channel is coming to an end it's coming to an end this is your last chance y'all those of you watching those of you listening this is your last chance to put a put a submission in follow the podcast follow us on twitter manchester is burning follow us there send me a dm Send me a reply to any of our tweets uh, that, that we send out. And we send out 2 million of them, so there's no excuse. Put that out there and we you know, put your submission out there, but you're running out of time. Also, do not use the word Barclays. My, our attorneys, I've told you all this, our attorneys do not like me using the word Barclays. We are not sponsored by Barclays. We would like to, and if anyone from them is listening at this moment, please DM me because I'll be happy to be sponsored by you. But right now they're not, so we can't use them. <laughs> so send them in right now. So this is the end of this particular podcast. Everyone also know that the light is out there. Look at the light. Know the light is there. Acknowledge it. But also, as you we have seen over and over again, unfortunately, the darkness is out there too. Please, please acknowledge the darkness, but do not ever let the darkness hug you. But if it does hug you, then reach out, get help, get support, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Manchester's Burning is out for Thursday, and we will see you in a few days' time. Take care, y'all.